reading is from Matthew 28. Is that up there? There we go. Verse 16 through 20. Just lost it. There we go. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Should we be to pray or do you want to pray? Okay. Lord, we thank you for your presence again with us. Thank you for the truth of your word. And we thank you that we get to hear from Pastor Darren this morning. Bless this time. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Kimberly. Two reasons that I was happy for you to pray. I enjoy hearing you pray. Um, and I like to do, I want to do as little as possible. <laughs> Almost always. I wish that was just a joke. <laughs> Today is Trinity Sunday in the church calendar. Now I would like to tell you everything I understand about the Trinity. It's on this. <laughs> nothing. I know nothing. And yet he, yet he continues to speak. I have read that after a course he gave in quantum physics, Albert Einstein said to his students, <clears throat> okay, well, before I tell you what Albert Einstein said, I know what some of you are thinking. Sure, Albert Einstein said it. It's kind of like uh, Winston Churchill quotes, right? Yeah. Nobody could have said that many things. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, I read in a physics book that after a course he gave in quantum physics, Albert Einstein said to his students, if you have understood me, then I haven't been clear. I'm no Einstein, pause for amens. <laughs> No, my name is Darren Fred. I'm the fifth son of a farmer and his wife, the fifth of seven, born in North Dakota. That's all I'll tell you biographically for now. If you want to hear my whole story, it's coming out in my soon-to-be-released uh, memoir, Preaching Under the Influence. <laughs> all right. But I'm no Einstein. But half the time, people don't understand me, at least half the time. So, <laughs> By the way, uh, forgive me, I meant to say this right off. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, one of the pastors along with Katrina of Commonplace Church 
and we meet here, right here, at 11 a.m. And we've been meeting here since January. What? No, we meet at 11 in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Thank you, Finn. You always keep it interesting, Finn. I know, and you're really good with numbers, too. Um, anyway, we meet at 11, and we love it here. And uh, I've been friends with Eddie personally for a long time and have known about Peak Church for a long time. And I just commend this 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 group of folks, this congregation, for the way you love the neighborhood, for the way your heart is turned toward people that I think Jesus' heart is turned toward. And it, I am really proud just to be associated at all. We are really grateful. So, so far, so good. Thank you. Anyway, when I talk about God, I, I know I like talking about God. Um, but when it comes to time to finish up a sermon and to deliver it, I tremble. Not because I think if I get something wrong, God's going to punish me, but because I just can't ever get to it. It's kind of like this shirt. If I move, it kind of changes. I forget what they call this, what iridescent. It's like you just can't quite fix on it, you know? And I feel that's way about God. And so God is the ineffable in some ways the unknowable, but the experientiable, the, experience, the experienceable. God, to me, is more an encounter than, a, than some concept that I can construct and be satisfied with. I am not, I'm probably smart enough to get by. Sure I am, look at me. But I've gotten by. But even the greatest thinkers of all time they still wrestle with this, what is it that we are talking about? What is this that we encounter? It's a mystery in so many ways. And you got to be okay with that, I think. So here I am again, talking about God. Today, as I said, is Trinity Sunday in the, in the life of the church calendar. In the text that Kimberly read, Jesus, uh, there's so many things about that text that... Uh, jumped out at me. One was the 11. There were 11. One was that some doubted. And then, and then Jesus, what, what is our topic for today, says, whatever you do, whatever you say, wherever you go, do it all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, we encounter people who encounter the mystery of God. We encounter people that wrote things down. They were trying to fix, get a fix on it. And we, 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 we first encounter God. And God in the New Testament becomes, you know, uh, particularly in the New Testament, becomes Father. So God the Father. Then we have Jesus, the Son. Then Jesus says, and I don't think we probably realize how disrupting this was, said, the Father and I are one. We're like, yeah, Trinity. <laughs> then Jesus says, I will ask the Father, 
and we will send you the Spirit. So now we have the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, the early Christians are not just talking about God, but they are talking about God. But when they do, they're saying Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit a lot. As early as the first century, we, we find it in some of the writings of the early church parents. <clears throat> and what emerges over centuries is this theological construct we call the Trinity. Three in one, one in three. The Trinity is not explicitly taught in the Bible. We just have these humans encountering God and trying to understand this disembodied creator, this voice in the clouds, this presence behind, beneath, within it all. Then we have Jesus, you might say, the face of God. Like if you want, what does God look like? Jesus. And Jesus says, God is here. And then Jesus says, look at the trees, the mountains, the water, the birds. Look at the child. And what will you find? The kingdom of God. It is around you. It is within you. And maybe we're starting to get it. And then when Jesus on his departure says, we will send the Holy Spirit, which has been called or translated the comforter, the advocate, the breath, the wind. We could say, could we say the energy of God? God is not the Son. The Son is not, I'm sorry, the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit. But the Father is God, the Son is God, the Spirit is God. Got it? Me. At Jesus' baptism, there is a voice from the sky. And how is the Holy Spirit revealed in that moment? What does this Holy Spirit look like? What does the energy of God look like at Jesus' baptism? A bird. Then a dove. The Holy Spirit descended on Jesus in the form of a dove. People have been thinking and talking about the Trinity for 2,000 years. No one really gets it. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's childlike how we talk about it. It's also childish. It's also, it's just, I mean, it's just, well, we talk about the egg. The egg is just an egg. It's one, but there's the shell and the open the way. I love eggs. And there's water. Water is in three forms, liquid, gas, ice. And then my personal favorite, the, uh, the shamrock, the three-leaf clover, right? Uh, and of course, we can, we can say, oh, that, that's silly. It's much, it's much more than that. And yes, it is. But it is that. It's, it's more and it is. Because the source of all being is where it comes from. And, it, and all creation reflects God. All right. ah, let's see, where are we? Oh, yeah. I don't understand God. 
And of all the not understanding I have about God, maybe my most profound not understanding of God is the not understanding of the Trinity. Richard Rohr says this, it's not that we don't understand God or the Trinity. Stop worrying about that. Stop trying to arrive. Richard Rohr says, it's mystery. Remember, mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It is, this, it is something that you can endlessly understand. There is no point at which you can say, I've got it now. Always and forever, mystery gets you. We read the Bible, we are confused and inspired. We listen to and read the greatest minds the world has ever known, trying to tell us what this world is, what God is. And I get thrilled and I experience doubt. We get clarity and then we're confused again. For our minds cannot conceive it, but our bodies recognize when we encounter it. This is God. This, I feel connected. This is everything. This source of all that ever was. It's something, as I said, someone that we don't come to understand but encounter in the middle of a conversation that just takes off with someone we love and with whom we are safe. On a perfectly clear night out in the middle of nowhere, standing by the ocean, watching a child just be purely a child. All of the creation declares the glory of the Trinity. That was written by a human who spent a lot of time looking at the stars. I read a book about quantum physics a couple years ago. Quantum means the very small quantum. It, specifically, the smallest discrete unit of a phenomenon, the smallest part of something. For example, a quantum of light is a proton, and a quantum of electricity is an electron. One thing I learned is that quantum particles can exist in states where they are in multiple places at once. Sound like anyone you know? a phenomenon called superposition. When particles like photons of light, for instance, travel from one place to another, phys physicists audaciously tell us, because they've observed it, that rather than taking a single path from point A to point B, the photons take all paths possible or we might say an infinite number of paths, forward, backward, around, into the future, into the past, until what? Until they are detected. Until some, some scientist says, there it is, I, I don't, they don't say there it is, but they do something. But they observe it and then it's, it, there it is. Until then there, so that reminds me of this idea of the, the Trinity or God just, moving always everywhere and then we have a moment and it's like there it is and then we try to rec recreate it, but we can't 
but we can just be awake and present. A mathematical equation called a wave function describes the many possible locations where a quantum particle might simultaneously exist. But as soon as someone tries to measure, as soon as someone tries to measure what that's on like, like systematic theology, as soon as we say, here I will tell you what God is. Here I will tell you what the Trinity is. And we have our, our bullet points and our left and our outlines. As soon as someone tries to measure the location of the velocity of these particles, its wave function collapses and the particle will appear in only one spot, falling back under the laws of conventional physics. Okay, that's good. Everybody got it? This is happening. We just can't see it. And even when we can see it, we don't understand. When I was reading my physics book for dummies, there were many times I became lost and frustrated, and I wanted to stop reading it. And I feel that way sometimes about the Bible. I just don't get it. I, I'm like, I don't know how often it's like, I don't want to preach ever another sermon. But also, I get carried away with the wonder of it all. I was moved by the humility of the brightest minds in history, the most learned, like Einstein, finding themselves in awe like children, just looking at the universe and smiling and saying, we don't understand it, we can't create it, but isn't it beautiful? What I did understand, or maybe not understand, what I was drawn to and inspired by is how utterly amazing is this world. I watched a documentary on bees last week, and uh, wow, honeybees. Um, you think humans are pretty great, can you, uh, can you build uh, an apartment complex by, by the, with the fluids in your body? Because they can, if I understand right. They can, smell, uh, they can smell pollen three miles away. And there's so much more. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. It's so wonderful. And the... That's why all these bright minds and brilliant people just go, wow. I don't understand God, but I have experienced God. God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Trinity, incomprehensible. Everything is a mystery and everything is connected. Nothing shouts this like the Trinity. The kingdom of God is all around you, Jesus said. Superposition. Jesus once said, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in you, in your midst. It's not here, but it's here. Like he's saying, it's here, but don't try to limit it to this or that, for it's also everywhere. Don't think you can nail it down. Be humble, be open, be in awe. It's not what you think it is, but it is and more. When I was contemplating the Trinity, I remembered another Einstein quote. <laughs> if you can't explain something to a six-year-old, then you don't really understand it. Jethro, how old are you? Six? Okay, well, I definitely can't. 
explain the challenge. <laughs> but I started thinking, what would I say to a six-year-old about the Trinity? Or what, better yet, what would a six-year-old say to me about the Trinity? <laughs> Maybe this. Something so simple. So relatable. When Jesus left, he said, I won't leave you alone like an orphan. I won't leave you alone. And Jesus said, I won't be alone either. Have you ever heard that the world is lonely today? A Harvard study suggests that 36% of all Americans, including 61% of young adults, and 51% of mothers with young children feel serious loneliness. I would say, God doesn't want anyone to be lonely, and God doesn't want to be lonely either. So God made the world so that we couldn't do anything without each other. And then God also even made the world so that God can't do anything all by herself, all by himself, all by herself. So be like God. Give yourself away and away and away, and it will come, and you will come back to you. Give yourself away, and when you give yourself away in love, it will always come back to you. Not with everyone, and not perfectly. Sometimes you'll get hurt, like Jesus got hurt, but you'll find that when you pour out love from yourself, you don't get emptier of love. You just get more love. There's always more. Amen.